So particularly people out in tents um, must be a bit shivery and shuddery out there at times. So <laughs> hope you can get dry and warm. Mm. If it helps, you can always bear in mind it might be atoning for past misdeeds. <laughs> Clear. <laughs> So you can see it's a kind of repentance. <laughs> Whatever gets you through the night, I reckon. <laughs> now, how is there experience without an experiencer and who cares anyway? Um, <laughs> This is uh, anatta, this uh, realization of anatta, it's a seminal realization. And this is, uh, so what, what is experiencing? Mm. This is called the five khanda, the five aggregates that are affected by upadana, clinging. They're affected by this, these five aggregates. Um, so what is experience? Well, it's moving along, so there's a certain dynamic in it. We might say there's uh, sensations and moods and thoughts, but the the conveyor of that is called consciousness, isn't it? So there's seeing, that's because of consciousness, there's thinking because of thought consciousness, there's thinking about seeing because of the, the interaction between those. It's, so consciousness, that's a big part of it. And naturally there's something that consciousness is conscious of. And this is called rupa, form. You know, this is often translated as the body, but it doesn't actually mean the body, though that's part of it. It means any form, visual, even tactile auditory, even conceptual form. That is, consciousness presents or is experiencing an object, some kind of thing, quality. So that's part of experience. Even if that form is subtle, there's something that consciousness is reverberating around, measuring, um, that's part of it. And what happens between consciousness and form, rupa? Well, there's feeling, agreeable, disagreeable. There's an act of recognition, a mental act of recognition called perception. It means something, we get it. And there's a particular dynamic that occurs in that, a reaction, a response, an aim, an intention, that's called sankhara. A sort of activation where things start moving along. Uh, Activation can be uh, desire, aversion, uh, could be forgiveness, compassion, could be mm, a number of things, you know. More as any any response to the perceptions, feeling, it's called sankhara. Skillful, unskillful. That's what's happening, isn't it?
not the crucial point of the, of consciousness. That's that's a given. We this consciousness is here. Uh, consciousness. There's definitely something that we're conscious of. That's also the way it is. Uh, naturally, the when this contact arises, there's some kind of impression is received and it's felt. That's all there. Now that the point of of working, the point of application is on sankara. That's 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 the key. Uh, in other words, for start, we don't have to react, or maybe we do react, but we can acknowledge the reaction. Uh, we can moderate the responses. We have some say over it. This is important because that having a say means that the karma can be shifted from negative to neutral to releasing it. As the karma is the any kind of in act, activity that is decisively engaged with, mentally, verbally, physically. And that has a result. So that can be steered. We can check, we can pause, we can widen, we can you know, counteract reaction. That can occur. This is the function of, this is another uh, sankhara, that is uh, sankharas that are dealing with sankharas, that is some kind of responsive reaction or responsive assessment of what's coming up. Now this, this is possible. And this is called the karma that leads to the end of karma. That is through conscious handling sensing, moderating our immediate response, we can say, no, I'm not going to go down there, I'm going to just pause around that one, go that way, or just even let the thing fizzle out, if that's possible. Let that response, that reaction, that dynamic, just let it be there and notice if we step back, and widen and soften, it can move through. It doesn't have to be engaged with or denied or so forth. This is, we might say, standard of Dhamma practice, isn't it? That is, you know, you've got all these like these ducks in a shooting gallery kind of swinging past, and every time you pop, 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 one gets through, and then you, you know. <laughs> Uh, so okay, that one got through. Never mind. Another next moment, you can't go. If they got through, you can't go. You can't get them down because they're now they're already active. So you've got to deal with what they've left behind. Yeah. So we sort of most have had quite a few ducks pass through the shooting gallery without being able to nail them. <laughs> so now there's a lot of kind of residual quacking going on somewhere. <laughs> So, okay, you know, fair enough. Right, so at least I can not get all reactive and judgmental and gloomy and failure about all that, because it's another sankara, it doesn't do any good at all. So sankara really operate both in terms of of, a view and uh, an action. And strangely enough, you know, though we can deal with it, we can at least to get some handle on the actions, uh, some of them anyway, some of the time, 
perhaps the most crucial piece is the view this is not me, this is not myself, this is not what I am this is sankhara so then there's a relief from the guilt, the regret and the self-judgment and the criticism and so forth you could say this is the basic gift of of friendliness um, which doesn't imply everything I do is great, it implies I want to keep myself in on the pitch on the on the field with this stuff and if i just start going to negative spirals i'm not going to stay present with this am i you know you can't bear more negativity uh, 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 it just doesn't go anywhere so it's got to just keep okay new moment you know that that gift of of dhamma is we always just sensing you've got to maintain the atmosphere Got to maintain that atmosphere of friendly acceptance, otherwise, this is going to get pretty grim, you know. And so, at least we stay in touch, even though, no matter the times we fumbled and lost it. Okay, there's that. You have to experience, but that's bad enough to recognize that and to experience results. That. You don't want to make more out of it than that. No, no, just let's learn and adjust and, you know how that happens. So this this process of growing wisdom and finesse. And wisdom is not purely intellectual or perhaps minimally intellectual, it's mostly assessment of what's possible, what's doable, what's manageable, what's a decent the decent, most decent thing you can that can be accomplished at this particular time. Yeah. So the wisdom faculty deals with the view and really reflecting, considering the idea of a permanent self that I could be something, that I was something, that I am something this seemingly innocuous view uh, that really is is the view of the mainstream actually has some some, some uh, very difficult consequences because mm. it jams the process of wisdom of right view mm. it means instead of assessing afresh what's right here I'm carrying some model of what I could be should be what I will be what I never was and all that jams the process of clear direct handling yeah it's like, you know, you're trying to play a piano with boxing gloves on. It's just, you know, the, the more one can just free up that taking it also personally and trying to establish oneself as being something or having been something. Because it's just not possible. You, 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 all you have is a memory of, of events. It's very partial, very limited, and often tainted with this self-view of expecting you know success or performance or inferring hostility you know and so this is really a tainted view and it's inaccurate you cannot remember you know you can form memories but you cannot remember accurately every detail of, of the past it's just it's just all you have is the bits that are stuck or that, that 
that are that are held, and and it's the upadana, the holding, that that maintains it. Past is to be wisely understood. If there's something held there, what does it take to just uh, release, let go of it? Not dismiss it, but just soften around that. Feel, and it's always coming back to the feeling rather than the, than the substantiality, rather than the self. What is felt is nostalgia or regret or fondness or, you know, that's what felt in that. So it's always, whenever this sense of I am comes up, you want to look at what is the really uh, central constituent of it. And, you know, really what, what supports it. Feeling, perception, and then what is made around that. Whether the feeling is pleasant or unpleasant, agreeable, disagreeable, and then what, what is made around that. The sankara makes some makes a person out of it. And similarly with the future, we cannot be clairvoyant. So there is no security in that sense, really. There's just guesswork and doing the best one can and recognizing the primacy has to be right now that one intentionality is as clear and bright as it can be. And that's what we have. rest of it, you don't know. But in a way, it's sort of secondary because if you live with that quality of, of strong, right intentionality, that's your treasure, that's your life, that's what it's about. The rest of it is just kind of the circumstances and conditions that you can't have so much say over. But we recognize birth and death, we say, well, you know, if I die tomorrow, then at least I, this intention, this quality of intention will have been bright in me. And then it's bound to be you know, lack of regret and a skillful passing on. Mm-hmm. To be able to have said to your life, thank you, rather than, oops. <laughs> At the end of it. Sorry about that. <laughs> so this, this view is, is really freeing. It gives us permission, gives the mind permission to come out of that shadow. Mm. Uh, yeah. It also encourages authenticity. Mm. You know, like what what really is the 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 interest right now? Now, if the interest is in, you know, watching a video or you know, something that doesn't feel easy. appropriate, well, okay, notice that intention. What's it mean? It means I seek happiness, pleasure, food, nourishment. So get to the point of that. Mm. Yes, of course, of course we do. Mm. Of course we do. Now, is that possible now? 
and recognizing there's enormous amount of of food available for one who cultivates the citta, one who listens to the citta. The other aspect, so this freeing up and recognizing within that domain of the mobile, the mobileness, the moment by moment qualities of, of consciousness this is arising and the sankharas, the intentionalities, the aims, the interests, the responsiveness within that, then, you know, there's the skillful, there's the unskillful, there's the mix, there's the slightly unskillful, there's the you know, all that. It's like that, isn't it? Then what, what, what really when one seeks, there's a seeking for welfare and for happiness and for freedom, for release from suffering, which must be the ground level interest in our lives. Is really bearing this in mind, what, which of these is going to be most helpful? And trust it. What else you got? Make make a mistake, but then you learn. So you have the boundary of the precepts and so on, but you know, within that, you just gotta do some field work. And so, part of meditation practice is just making that possible by being much more receptive to really what what's coming up in terms of intentions and aims and responses and also recognizing results and even process like yeah just being able to experience the arising of interest or aversion or whatever okay let's just stay with this i don't have to act upon it immediately you know slowing calming steadying there's that and see what happens to it once we establish presence groundedness um, what happens to that so we just go but I really want oh, it doesn't really matter you know it sort of peters out or it changes because the sankharas are responsive if you hold them carefully wisely they're not responsive if you just repress or react or grip they don't respond in that in the way of Dhamma. They respond by being known, seen, sensed, fully experienced, allowed to rise and pass. And sometimes, you know, we don't want them to rise, but they've already arisen. And once they've arisen, they must pass. But sometimes we could you pass a bit more quickly, please? Uh, they have their own way and the quickest way they pass is by qualities of wisdom calm sensing it in your body sensing it in your body because in the body you have a very direct way of handling the other aspect of sankara which is to do with its thrust its energy its push its rush and you can feel 
say, strong rushes of emotion, you can feel the energy rush up into your chest or your face or your head or start moving down your arms or wherever it goes. You know? Breathing in, breathing out. Just feel that flow, that kaya sankara. This is the reason why it's so helpful to establish a ground state of grounded body energy. Then you can feel this rush of the emotion, the impulse, and you've got something behind it that, okay, let's just receive that rather like blotting paper, you know, soaking it up. Yeah. And certain signs one begins to recognize are the problematic sign. One is, big problematic sign when you get, it rushes up into an eye, it rushes up into your head, you feel you're losing, lost your body, perhaps you don't even notice you have a body, it's just rushed up there, and it crystallizes into a strong and often quite familiar I am. It crystallizes into a quite familiar, not particularly pleasant, you know, sometimes fretful, stressful, busy, impulsive, uh, you know, not an I am. And it's the besieged self. It's like, you know, somebody lit the touch paper down below and this thing rushed up in, up into your head and it's up there following, reacting, responding as best it can, but it's really not in touch. So when that occurs, as it probably does, there's a time for that open awareness, that apamada, come off topic, come off track. This is the point of heedfulness, just and just open the overall sense, the pressure sense, the rush sense, the sink sense, the gripped sense, feeling gripped by. Okay, feeling gripped by, feeling have to, feeling ought to, feeling can't, feeling this kind of compulsive lock experiences. Wow. Then deep attention. This is what it is. No matter what the topic is, the essential quality is the lock, the grip, the being gripped, being held by. What's necessary? What's helpful? Breathing out. Coming down into the belly, down to the chest, down to the feet, down to the ground, breathing out. What we want to do, we don't want to deal with the topic, we just don't deal with the lock. The, the compulsion. This is where the, the besieged self lives behind that lock. And they feel they have to and they can't and they always will and they never could. And, and all that. And it spins these various, you know, thought processes to confirm that. And you don't go into that, just notice the sense of besieged, shut, locked, compelled, and the felt sense of that. So, there's that act of daring, because these things can be so propelling, so... You've got to do this, you've got to act upon this. Just that 10 seconds of, 
what's open awareness, what's the underlying theme of this? And there's a gripped, gripped by. Breathing out. Breathing out. Breathing in. Breathing out. Walking up and down. Standing, feeling the feet. Embodiment. And then we might, in fact, review that topic of what I should do, can't, ought to do, from a cooler, wiser position. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe this needs to be considered. This needs to be talked about. Something like that. You won't regret it. You won't regret spending 10 seconds to half a minute on not ruining your life. (laughs) It's kind of important. You look at, you know, violence and reactivity, it's often if if people just pause for 10 seconds. Widen, soften, widen, soften, breathing in, breathing out. So you can just just bear in mind that process, and it's some, it could be the case we don't even re- it's so quick and so immediate the channel is so well used we don't really even recognise there was a movement from the feeling to the concept to the besieged separate self. It's be so quick, so immediate. So you just know. But just recognize, photograph that experience of the separate self. Yeah. Every, don't worry about it. Everybody has that. It happens to everyone. It's not your personal failing. <laughs> yeah. So just get the felt sense of whatever the topic is, the felt sense around it. Where would, where would you say, you're, and if you had to survey your body, would you, where would you say, roughly speaking, you know, the, the energy in your body is? Is it in your knees? Probably not. Elbows? No. Lower back? No. Perhaps upper chest? Yeah. Could be. Forehead? Yes. Eyes? Yes. Face? Yes. So it's very much uh, this rush to this place. So that's all, all we want to know really, whether it's good or whether you should or shouldn't. You just experience the rush and then Softening, widening, what's beneath that area in my body? Where's the diaphragm? Could that relax? 
It's a very kind of simple and seemingly not dealing with the topic at all. Dealing the way the topic is being held, gripped, grasped, padana. So this, um, the aggregates are affected by upadana. Consciousness is affected by it. Uh, perception is affected by it. Perception arises and, oh, grip, he doesn't like me. I'm always this way. Oh, you know, that sudden rush and the grip, the blaming or the uh, positioning. And so, so we just want to come out of that grip. When we come out of the grip, then we can begin to recognize, well, I want to look at it more broadly. Yeah, there was a better way of doing that. I could have, perhaps my intentions weren't so clear. Okay. Navigation error, not tribunal. Just turn left, that's all. Slow down a bit. So this is the way we we gradually learn uh, selflessness or less self, both as a view and as a dynamic. This actually is, is, is a pivot of, of liberation. There will be consciousness, there will be feeling, there will be perceptions, there will be forms, knowable forms. There will even be clear motivations, sankharas that are um, in line with authenticity, there will be those, but what can be freed up is this upadana, this clinging which cuts and isolates. And naturally there are several big um, baits on the hook of upadana. One is acquisition. I could get, I could have, I could store, I could hoard, then I would be happy, you know, safe, intelligent, all this information, liked, admired, whatever, you know, at least not blamed. If I could get my packet together, at least I wouldn't be blamed, accused. Yes, you would. Even the Buddha got blamed. His, his cousin tried to kill him seven times. I mean, you could take that personally, couldn't you? <laughs> As something you did wrong. <laughs> like some kind of infantile thing you did to him. But Buddha just said, misguided man. <laughs> you know? So the sense in which we could be secure, we have to acknowledge, no, you can't, in that sense. You cannot really expect to avoid blame, um, navigation errors, forgetting things that you should have remembered. Just, you know, it, it, it can't, 
get that one. But you can have the the arrows can pass through. <laughs> you know, they can pass through. You can say, oh, you know, she's having a hard day. That's why she shot me. <laughs> or she shot something, you know. And it wasn't even me she shot, it was just a piece of behavior that she perceived. Okay. Well, it could be that I can change something, or maybe I just need to listen to her and let her calm down, or, or just say, look, this is the deal, I'm, this is the best we can do right now. Please, if you can do better, you go ahead. You, know? <laughs> you can have the blame <laughs> instead. <laughs> so, that, you know, one, the whatever. But really the sense is just that, that the moment of the, of the impact doesn't have to be... Because when you recognize, you know, you're out there, and it's going to rain, it's going to get cold, you're going to get, you know, let people down, you know, and so on. So this is where we are, everybody's doing it. Um, And just a sense of reality about life. It's dukkha. And that's that's a great let-off, isn't it, in a way? You recognize it's never never to succeed <sighs> in that sense, but it changes, and from that, then what really counts can come forth is the sense of the the warmth the the courage, the faith, yeah, the conscientiousness, the integrity, the forgiveness, the compassion they can come forth then rather than this nervous self trying to get secure. So then there's, of course, the other kind of hoarding acquisition is of pleasant feeling. It's, that's going to cramp your style. Um, because, you know, there's another kind of pleasant feeling which comes from just feeling free and being more equanimous and allowing things to rolling with life. There's another kind of pleasure, the pleasure of freedom, viveka, it's called. Withdrawal, letting, releasing, dispassion. And the Buddha said this is the, this is the highest kind of pleasure, not because it's so exciting, but because it actually is sustainable and livable and doesn't, doesn't consume anything. And it's, it's, it's an all-win situation. So acquisition, defense, um, these bases of, 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 of clinging. Mm. And naturally for that, uh, being able to release that, we have to find the, an alternate source of, uh, of comfort, of steadiness, and this is going to come, guess where, you know, <laughs> being in the body, the embodiment, that energy uh, that can steady, can ground, can calm, can arise, can give certain vitality and joyfulness to life. That's where it's going to come. And naturally, whatever, 
however we can arrange our, circum- our conditions and circumstances to be able to have access to that. Taking the time to check in with that. Finding situations where you can begin to know it more thoroughly, become familiar with it, so it becomes something you can more readily turn to. Breathing in, breathing out, standing, walking, feeling the space around you. How does the body feel more comfortable? How does it feel more steady? How does it feel more grounded? And just making that one's kind of motto, if you like. If you learn it well, it will certainly do you enormous uh, benefit and as a background. And that we can begin then to really handle and have a way of handling these strong forces of, of Sankara and the strong force of Upadana. As it said, you know, this, is, this is sublime, this is peaceful, the stilling, the soothing of Sankara, the relinquishment of acquisitions, the destruction of craving, Nibbana. So let's take some time for silent practice. <clears throat> we'll um, so have a bell to give us a, a time to wriggle around. <laughs>